When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. I'm Rudo. That's AJ. That's Eric. Oh, hang, hang on. I, I think I'm getting a phone call. No, this isn't even the right side of the phone. Hang on. <laughs> this is a good bit. Hello? Yes. Yes, Dr. Dubs. Yes. Yes, I would like to get my prescription for vitamin W. You can fill it today? Great. Thank you. I'll be in touch. 4-0 win for the Avs over the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> AJ's on 60-second uh, rundown duty today, so whenever the clock is ready, AJ's going to pop off. Boo. <laughs> I'll do a 22-second rundown. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm cool with that. Let's do it. Avs win. <laughs> End. Don't take my bet, man. <laughs> So the Avs and Blackhawks played a game. They sure did. It was a beatdown. It sure was. The Avs treated the Blackhawks <laughs> like they treated the Sharks, but without all the goaltending. Yeah. Uh, it went pretty well. <laughs> Things got going with a shorthanded goal once again from Logan O'Connor. true. With, which was cool. Everybody liked that. <laughs> uh, and then Ryan Johansson got a power play goal. So that was cool. Everybody liked that as well. Period one. Total domination. That was fun. Period two, more total domination. Devon Tave scores into a wide open net on a nice pass from Val Nachushkin. Uh Peter Morazic was big mad and thought that he'd been interfered with, but it was really more of the defense that did the interfering than anybody else. Uh, and then Nathan McKinnon scored a cool goal in the third period from new line mate Tomas Tatar. Made it for <laughs> nothing. Alexander Georgiev had a pretty easy shutout, and here we are. Boom. Easy like that. Easy like that. Golf Eric, club. Golf Eric, club. that's how it's done. Golf club. Uh, <laughs> please. I mean, let's be real. Colorado treated Chicago the way they were supposed to tonight, right? This yep. is the outcome everyone was looking for from Colorado's side. And it felt pretty darn routine in a lot of ways to me. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe the start a little bit slow, right? Uh, Abs getting out shot seven to three, like eight minutes into this game. Is there... And then what happened? Yeah, and we'll, then we'll get there. How did that age? <laughs> I want to talk concerns first, but I look, there are very few players I think you're talking about had an actively bad game tonight for Colorado. Um, for my money, there wasn't one. I think that's a fair, fair statement. But there's always things you can improve on. Maybe with like a, a little bit of a more involved start. Yeah, giving up a partial breakaway to slow-ass Nick Foligno yeah. right off the hop is probably not part of what the game plan was, but it, it was pretty fun. <laughs> Once Georgiev saved it, it was plenty of fun. It was great save by Georgiev. And Who was awesome tonight. We'll talk about him later. We only had to make one more real save after that, and then there we were There were like a couple decent saves in there. Get out of here. Uh, Go home. The only other thing I'd say, please stop taking dumb penalties. 
I know that right yeah. now your penalty kill is as efficient at scoring as your power play is, but uh, that's not going to last forever. Maybe they told Miles Wood to go run into Morazic so they could get some more work <laughs> in on it. Try we need another one. Give us some more action. Action. But, you know, I very, very few negative things to say about this hockey game on the whole. You get into it with that penalty kill. The Avs get the first goal of the game. An interesting play. We talked about it a lot on the watch along. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, is that Connor Bedard's welcome to the NHL moment? It's certainly one of them, man. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's just a, that's a, you know, Eric, we were talking about this a lot. Um, I, I imagine you'll have more to say about it when we get into Bedard's bad night here, but um, that that is a learning experience of you can get away with stuff like that in junior because you're just more skilled. Uh, but in the NHL against guys who are one really really good hockey players and two ace penalty killers in particular, you you saw what happened. Ryan Donato put his head down, uh, had predetermined what he was going to do, and against good penalty killers, that's not going to fly. J- Josh Manson sees that, steps in takes advantage of it, and then from there, it's just Cogliano and LSC making an easy play. Bedard pinches in, has no effect on anything, and LSC has the cleanest break. I mean, the thing looked like a penalty shot. Straight up. There's nobody else within <laughs> The closest guy to him is Cogliano, who's yeah. a, <laughs> so a, nearly a two on a, the, really. The, the, the distance between the people was not as close as I am to Tiff right now. For real. So uh, it it was not close, and then he does, does a great job. He just finishes. Yep. He's two for two on those breakaways, and what's he done? Forehand, baby. No backhand. <laughs> no backhand. <laughs> Eric. Shoot the puck. I mean, what's the vibe like on a on a penalty kill like that? Are, are those guys going into that thinking they're going to score on every penalty kill right now, or is that just a, hey, this is a bonus if it goes our way type well, thing? Well, yeah, because you don't want to get scored on right of now. They're, I mean, obviously, they're, what are they, batting a 1,000, right? So you want to keep going. I, I think. LOC talked about it this morning. I want to say about yeah. like you know last year that one bad night was it four for four against or something yeah. like that. It was something crazy, and then all of a sudden you're you're on a small sample, you're just chasing it and you're chasing it for 20, 25 games to get back to real you know to normal right normal numbers. So I think it's important they talk about it in during meetings. They talk about it at practice and and you got to take pride in the penalty killing and those guys that are on it take pride. You can see that those guys are doing that exactly and that's why they're being successful and then obviously it's a cookie when you get a goal right <laughs> but when you got speed guys like that on the pk there loc you're gonna get goals i mean somewhere somehow you're gonna find goals you're gonna grant fuhr and edmonton back then i think as a goalie had like 14 assists shorthanded one year just flipping <laughs> the puck and the guys were going you know so they have so much speed uh that it's it's fun to watch right on it's it's fun to see that there's a big element that um, they're being re- rewarded for it, and uh, you know it's, it's it's nice, and it's a big part of a hockey game. So it's kind of exciting to see the Avs PK right now. That's definitely been a, a huge asset in those four games. Yeah, I mean it's been literally better than perfect. So uh, hard to hard to have any faults really there, and and honestly hard to have any faults with the Avs special teams as a whole. Is it's Rijo who comes through and gets the Avs their second goal of the game on the power play Uh, a bit of a greasy one, but you know, we said it before the game, Chicago really should be a bit of a get right team. Is this Uh a springboard for someone like Rijo? Sure. Okay. 
Well, and especially we talked about him being not very good on the power play. Where does he get that goal? On the power and play. where does he get that goal in particular? On the ice. Directly not, in front of the net. It's yeah. not a pretty shot. It's not, you know, that that's the area where we talked about in the offseason when they got him, that he's going to help them. Because the Avs could not score very many goals last year in they that area of the ice. They struggled front, for sure. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's just Rijo just outworked guy. Yep. I don't remember which guy it was. I don't know which future AHL it I is, but <laughs> he just he just outworks him. Gets multiple whacks at it, yeah, picks it well, out of midair. It's a, it's a yeah. nice play because it is fluttering in the air and he's still taking taking hacks at it, gets a piece of it, and it goes into the net. It's well earned for him. Yep. I listen, he scored that power play goal in uh preseason as well, right? Yeah. But for the most part, he, you know, if you remember that game, I don't think Mac was playing. I don't think Miko was playing, right? So he was more one of the guys they were targeting to, to give the puck to. Let's face it. When you got Kale, you got Mac, you got Miko, you're probably not going to be the guy that's going to get the puck, you know what I mean, to, to shoot it in. But you're yeah. going to be the guy that's going to be screening the goalie, tipping pucks, or getting rebounds like he did tonight and doing it perfectly where all of a sudden he's just like, he's a big body. Yep. We all know that's, his speed is not his thing. You know what I mean? But if he can help with face-offs and if he can help with the power play and then and he can help with the second line, you know, getting some production somewhere, somehow at five-on-five, five, then the acquisition is great. Well, and I think after the first two games of the year where you're kind of looking at that second line and going, eh, I'm not really sure if this is working, you have that second line doing a lot of good things, whether it's Rigel on a power play. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get to the Taves goal in a second. Um it's really just effective hockey all the way around from Colorado, from certainly five of their top six guys. We'll talk about Drew and Tatar situation, too, in a little bit. Before I do, though, I wanted to get to AJ's point about Bedard and, and really Chicago in general. After putting up eight shots in the first ten minutes of the game, they get none in the second half of the first period. Mm-hmm. Came and, up 19 shots in a row. Yeah. Before they recorded their next one. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just real quick. Yeah, go for point. it. Go for it. Uh, but they had the 7-3 to three lead yep. uh, in, in shots, shots on shots, goal. Yeah. And from that, po- from that point, are you ready for this? Am I? They got outshot 38-11. to 11. Jesus. Yeah. So that's 50 minutes of hockey. They get outshot 38-11, to 11, essentially. Yeah. That's shots on goal? Yeah, Remember the other attempts. day? Yeah. Remember the other day when we talked about that period? This is just reinforcing that third period in San Jose? Yeah. Where shot attempts were 42-10? to 10? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. outrageous well, That's part of what I was saying. I mean, I keep going right now, but... No, no. No, it was part that of what I was saying all I say. before the game when I said the three keys. It is a fact. You come home from that road trip. It's tough. It's tough to play that game, and the start is always sluggish, and I say even or better. That's what they were talking about. Even though it's their home opener, even or better. That's where Georgiev makes that big play against my guy, Nick Foligno. Slow, mm-hmm. but my guy. And then, you know, Georgiev... Old, I know, like I'm kidding. Game, you know. Um, you got to give some love to... Somewhere, somehow, a local kid. Um, uh, but it was awesome to see that he was there to make the big saves. But it is a tough way to start a game when you've been coming on home at 4 in the morning two days before. But after that, the energy of the crowd, the energy of the home opener, the energy from the save from Georgiev. Next thing you know, you get yourself on the board, and then you just take over a game, and then it just kind of clicks in. But if you fall behind, it's a different game. It's yep. a different mm-hmm. game because... 
you might be doing things that you don't want to and all of a sudden you're opening up because the Avs got their opportunities. The Avs get their opportunities when they play a tight checking game in their own end. They play a tight checking game in a neutral zone and you hear Bednar talk about it in his press conferences after games all the time. But that's how you win championships and that's how you get your best offense comes from your best defense. So if you're doing it right in your own end, and 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 you can you know Connor Bedard probably took a little bit of a lesson tonight on that you yep. know what I mean if you're playing and, and Nate McKinnon took him a few years to figure that one out <laughs> right and it, and it does and this league is deadly but the Avs are a championship caliber team and once they do that even though they had a bad start things fell their way including saves then they get their legs and then they're just deadly it's fun to watch just some numbers yeah um He's got a smile on. First period, scoring chances were eight to seven. So fairly even. In favor of the Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. Uh, high danger chances were five to one in favor of Chicago. That's what you are. Chicago yeah. had one high danger chance the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, that sounds about right. And eight scoring chances the rest of the game at 5v5. So a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So they had seven scoring chances in the first period. I would pause it probably in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, for the most That's part. That's where Georgia was great. Yeah, and then eight scoring chances. So just just for frame of reference here, because I know I say these numbers, and I'm like, be impressed by these. These are impressive. Oh, but it is. Your average NHL team at 5v5, just the middle of the road, the 16th place team, will average right in the neighborhood of about 21, 22 yeah. scoring chances in a game at 5v5. The Avs held Chicago well under that. 15. Yeah. Okay. 15. Only 30 shot attempts against. That's nothing. 30 shot attempts in almost 47 minutes of 5v5 time. Uh, That's because you got the puck. (laughs) You've got nothing at that point. That is extremely minimal. That's domination. Including zero shot attempts for Connor Bedard. Operation Know Which Guy to Stop, a successful night for Colorado in that regard. It is because if we go back to Bedard, like he's, it's a learning process, and this is a tough league to learn on the go. This league is deadly. It, it's, it's unforgiven. It doesn't forgive uh, when you make mistakes against you know, usually good teams. Uh, Connor Bedard tonight played against the best duo in the NHL, right? McCarr and Taves. It's arguably the best tandem that you're going to play again. And then you're going pretty much head-to-head against McKinnon and Rantanen, and it's a tough way to, to, to play a game. And there's two things you're learning is the kid's young. Uh, he's got to learn to play at this level. He's going to be outstanding. The Avs team is a different team than the Chicago team, right? Oh, Obviously, yeah. very different. The players that he's playing with, it's a little different. Um, and, and then you're learning uh, that this is a tough schedule. I mean, that this was a tough game for the Blackhawks as well, right? With the fifth game on this road trip, and mm-hmm. I know AJ said they stopped home, but even if you stop home, you stop home. Right. For a you day. Go, I mean, you go on. for a day, you do a couple things, you get back on the plane, you go. It's It, 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 it makes you understand how tough the travel in the NHL is, and I'm, people are going to tell me, like, oh, my God, he played in the Western Hockey League, and they do those big bus rides. No, I get that. But when you're that good... You're gonna play against, you know, kids. <laughs> it, it, you can, 
you know, your play gets forgiven a little bit, and he's outstanding. But tonight, when you're playing against men, and I think Rudo just talked about it, on that goal, for example, that shorty, when he runs into Manson on the wall there, Manson's a man. Manson's a man. And I tell you, it didn't go well for the power play for the Hawks and Connor Bedard on that play. And then next thing you know, LOC's on a breakaway. But that's a schedule play. You know what I mean? Like you're tired, you don't have a lot of legs, and, and you're facing... A Greek god in the avalanche, right? You know, because you're playing against Taze and Makar, and it's like, wow, it's not the same thing as last year. But I get, I, I hear some Chicago fans getting down on, on Connor Bernard. Oh, my Lord, this guy's going to be outstanding. It just takes a little bit of time. This is a tough league, and the avalanche are an outstanding opponent. But there's something I've heard from almost every single player that comes out of Canadian major juniors into the NHL, and they say, man, up here in the pros, nobody takes any shifts off. And you could see it on Bedard's face by the end of tonight where he was like, these dudes are still coming at me. These guys are still trying to beat me on every single play. That was the thing about the Miles Wood penalty in the third yeah. period that made me laugh where it was like, this is not this is not just the message to Connor Bedard, but this is a good example right here, fellas, of where you're trying to get to yep. and how far you still are from it. And the majority of these guys are not going to be part of that when if they were to ever get back to that level. Yep. But to speak to Eric's point here of, oh, uh, yeah, they did those bus rides. Yeah. What's not at the end of that bus ride in the WHL? Kel McCarr. Devon Taves and Kel McCarr. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Eight minutes, eight minutes of 5v5 time against them, and you're talking about seven shot attempts. Yep. It's, uh... it's nothing. It's nothing. It's a joke, man. I mean... Tonight, tonight was like, this is what an elite hockey team looks like against a shitty hockey team. But, but for Bedard, if you go back to Bedard again, and the Hawks, and the young Hawks, it's, you know, the biggest word in the NHL, and I'm telling you, when guys get sent down from training camp or get sent to the American League or juniors, the biggest word they use coaches, and the reality of it, 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 is, it is a fact, is the word consistency. If you're not consistent in this league, you're not going to last. So, and if, you, if you're not consistent as a team, you're not going to be at the top of the standings. So the Avalanche have learned the last few years how to play consistent from their individual <clears throat> games to their team game, to their special teams, to their goaltending now. You got consistency, you're tough to beat. So now Connor Bedard plays, I don't know, in juniors, and you're not consistent one night, you'll get away from it, mm -hmm. not in the NHL. And that's what he's learning, and that's what he's going to learn. This kid's a smart kid. He's a smart hockey player. He'll figure it out. And over the years, he'll have a better supporting cast with him. Yeah, and that's, you I, know. I think this is also a really good point of, like, For sure. look, there's a lot of optimism around Chicago. Lucas Reichel was sure. an exceptional AHL player who's still just trying to figure it out. Kevin Korchinski is going to be a top four defenseman when he's all grown up. Yes. These guys are teenagers. Connor Bedard is 18. Yep. Like, Man. let's keep in mind here, you know, when Kale McCarr showed up and he was so special and he did all this crazy shit... It took him two years yeah. to get to the NHL. Yep. Now that's, you know, some by choice because he wanted to go but and play still, a second year at yeah. UMass. But you see the difference that it makes with those guys that maybe take the extra year. Yeah. You know, you're seeing it right now with Logan Cooley. Yeah. In, in Arizona. That guy is going to be awesome. But he's got to get there. It's, it's a hard league to be a teenager in. It's tough. Because you do. I mean, you're going against a... Nathan McKinnon, who we look at as a demigod these days. Yep. In the midst of a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. A guy who really it took five, five years, years. Took to him figure five it out. Five years 
for it to really click and for his game to take that step. Yep. And he's the he's the rarity. It does not usually take players of his caliber five years. Yep. You look at Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is more the guy that 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 fans should be expecting to see that kind of trajectory. Where I think year one will be better because Hughes is the first guy to ever go USHL yeah. to NHL with yeah. the way that things are set up now. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna take some time, but uh, Bedard is a special talent. And tonight, it's it's just like, look, yeah, you're a special talent. You're a hell of a hockey player. You've yep. seen the flashes of it. And coming into this game, it was all the all the scoring chances and all the shots on goal and all the things that he had generated that hadn't turned into goals. And tonight, the man ran into the best team in hockey. For my money, I understand it's gonna it's an Avalanche show and that's gonna come across as biased, but. For my money, it's the best team I, in hockey. Look, I literally for my money tonight. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> but you, when you, when you have, and this is like, this is like that. Uh, uh, this is what it does to teams when you have a top defensive pairing. Yep. It's why you don't give a shit about the last three years or whatever of Devon Taves' contract. You've got him now. Yeah, you've got a happy Devon Taves that is feeling good on a top pairing next to Kale McCarr. And on any given night, yeah, Chicago sucks. And Taylor Hall's not a top-line player anymore. Yep. And Ryan Donato is barely an NHL player. <laughs> and that guy's on the top line next to those two cats. Yep. So there's a long way to go. We're not talking about aces in the hole here. We're talking three years from now. This is going to be way different for Chicago. But right now, Chicago sucks. Yep. And, and Connor Bedard, if Connor Bedard has an off night, you get what you just got out of that. Well, and that's exactly how the Avs treated him, too. And that's why I hit all my bets over at Bet365. Bet against Connor Bedard. Bet against Chicago scoring a goal. Even got a plus 2,500 on hitting the exact score correct. So that's maybe listen awesome. to my bets next time with Bet365. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. You can join Bet365 with the DNBR365 code Man, today. Man, get that right one time and listen to him. Look, all right, you don't hit 2,500 <laughs> bets very often, all right? That's you got to cool. take your dubs when you hit those. Uh, don't do ordinary. Go over to Bet365. Get in on whatever your favorite sport is. It doesn't have to be hockey. It can be any of the major ones. It can even be some crazy thing that you've never heard of. Maybe you're like me, and you're going to go home tonight and watch some Counter-Strike 2. Yeah, you can bet on that. Actually, I'm not. I you won't. know what I'm going to go home and watch? Uh, league day two of the League yeah. of Legends World Championships. I watched day one yesterday. Yep, that's why I was up till four o'clock in the morning. My too. bad. Fantastic. You even also... even North America was fantastic <laughs> last night. It was awesome. So the, you also have the international going on for Dota right now. So plenty of esports it's action. Such a great time of year for sports and esports. It, everything's oh. revving. Uh, get in on it. Go over with Bet three six five. We also have a custom DNVR bet that you can get in on with Bet three six five. Make sure you sign up with that DNBR365 code. Uh, of course, you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, also brought to you by the folks over at Illegal Pete's. If you want delicious burritos, Illegal Pete's is the place to grab them here in Colorado. 11 different locations. They have happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m., so it's a great place to pregame if you're coming down to the bar to watch a game. Uh, their ingredients are delicious. Their queso, mwah, absolutely Ew. delicious. Highly recommend you get in with Illegal Pete's while you can. Go find it near you. Enjoy your burritos. Enjoy your happy hours with Illegal Pete's second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. So I wanted to get into uh, a couple of things here. 
But let's start with the goal taken away. Uh, great play created from Jonathan Drew and two miles wood. And I think the thing AJ slapping the, the chair about here is not that the goal got taken away. It was definitively offside. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, but it's the right call. We already talked about it with Rijo about how, you know, you'd like to see the guys get going. Some of the ones who've had slower starts. Yeah. It felt like that was that moment for Jonathan Druin with a great feed over to Miles Wood. And then it comes back off the board. Yeah. The other side of this is, is this, are we looking at this going forward? Do you think they keep Jonathan Druin with uh, that third line as I, it is? I, I, what I, what I liked about it. Okay. Is that for the first time, and I, I understand it's four games, right? So, like, when I say for the first time, it's not like, oh, we've been waiting for this, you know. For the first time this season, Tomas Tatar looked like Tomas Tatar. Sure. When he got onto that top line next to those guys, his skill played wonderfully next to them. And uh, caveat, it's Chicago, okay? <laughs> that is Doesn't the asterisk. Matter. That is the asterisk on every point that we should make tonight. It's Chicago, and I get that. But you can only play the team you're against, though. Exactly. And and we talked about how, you know, Eric made this point about Duran tonight against Chicago. It's a great night to build some confidence, whatever. Where's it ended Tatar? up applying for Tomas Tatar. Yep. And what you, it sucks at that. It's a shame that it gets pulled off the board, right? It's the right call, all that. But what you like about it is that you get a proof of concept of two guys that want to go to the net yep. and a playmaker that can make that kind of skill play. To get it to them at the net. That, <laughs> that you know, Colton just drops the puck to him. There's nothing special about this. And Duran makes a perfect pass to Miles Wood, who's just doing what Miles Wood does, skating in a straight line very quickly, <laughs> and, and just puts the stick out and chips it in. And that's, you're looking at it going, if your third line's going to be capable of this shit, you love that. Yep. Yes. That, and, and, and hey, maybe this is the bit more, better, more appropriate role for Jonathan Duran. <laughs> It, it's not that it's been bad on that top line. It, I don't believe that it has been. But if you're going to find that balance a little bit, and if you find chemistry with for, with a third guy next to it's McKinnon more, and Rantanen, I, you I roll would, with that, man. I would actually argue that it's more important in finding chemistry with the guy next to Wooden Colton. Because McKinnon and Rantanen, if you have them together, they're going to be fine. No matter yeah. who that third guy is. Yeah. It's true. Well, and you always have the ace in the hole of Arturi Lackey. Yeah, just throw right him back there. there. Yeah, exactly. Anytime loves, you want. And he loves to put him there, too. Anytime you want, that guy is like, yeah, I'll play next to those guys. Yeah, we'll kick a bunch of ass together. <laughs> I guess it's, it's what okay. they do. Well, and here's kind of where I want to continue this conversation. One, first of all, Val Nachushkin, holy cow, is he driving that second line? Yeah. I mean, absolute monster. Uh, but you, you push that through and you're going, look. McKinnon and Rantanen, you knew you were going to love this year. Nachushkin has figured out how to be the play driver on that second line. Yep. You're in love with that. Raijo finally getting on the board tonight. Awesome. Lecky is Lecky. You more or less know what you're going to get out of him. So you five of your top six, you're going, yeah, we're cruising. We're, we're feeling it right now. Yeah. And you have one spot that you're tinkering with. That's fine. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the one spot you're tinkering with is like the most plum job in the yeah, NHL. Right. Everybody in the world would be like, boy, I'd love that job. Yeah, the <laughs> only other job in the NHL that compares is the one next to Dreisaitl and McDavid when they actually play together. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a trust factor, too, yep. right, with yep. the coach. Um, 
you know he trusts Miko and Nate, right? And yep. whoever, like you, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know that, like you just said, he's a big fan of, 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 of Val, right? There's a trust factor there. And whoever Val plays with usually ends up having a good game too, right? Yeah. And then let's get to the third line in a second. But, but I, I, I mean, you listen to him this morning. There's a trust factor right now with Cogliano. For sure. LOC and, and all of that five on five. Again, tonight, they drew a penalty. They were down there for Had a minute. Great all offenses of a awesome. shifts, yeah. Yeah. And then now you're talking about, the, you're talking, about, I'm going back to your question of production. Like, yeah, there was an offside. Yeah, there was a goal taken away. You're talking about what? Yep. Millimeters? Yep. You know, somewhere, somehow, they still produced a goal there in my book. It didn't count on the scoreboard in their book, on the coach's book. They're like, okay, maybe there is something there between Shakespeare's you know, AJ Shakespeare and, mm -hmm. and, and Wood. And I love Wood. I mean, I, I told you this summer, I do. I, I, mean, I He's a north-south player, no nonsense. He just goes. I loved, I loved and, what you said during the watch-along, yeah. though. There's not even a south. No, 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 it's just north. It just, just goes. north. Oop, and that it's reckless. It. I love it. And then, you know, sometimes you'll get, you know, like, oops, I run into the goalie. I love that, by the way. Um, he's a but, car that only drives straight. Man. Yeah, I, awesome. I do. And then he puts a stick down. And if a guy like Druin can find a guy like that, yeah. And Colton's just a pain in my butt. Like, this guy's a pain in the butt to play against. And all of a sudden, you're line number one, you're line number two, you're line number three, you're line number four. You're, you haven't been this deep in a in long that lineup. time. Yeah. I mean, this is like, it's pretty nice to watch. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? It's and, a, a wonderful and again, to watch and, and I know we talk mm. about their decoy all the time. It's awesome. And, yeah, I know the third pair sometimes, whatever. Somewhere, somehow, they're pretty good as, as, as a six-man decor. But when it's it's funny, like you you could be big mad about oh that third pairing needs to be better or whatever. But then you see them against a team and like they this. They look fine. <laughs> they were fine, fine against San Jose. They were fine tonight. Yeah. Are you worried about them in a playoff series against Vegas? Sure. Probably. But you have seventy eight more games that you need. to But play. on a random Thursday in the middle of the regular season, they're just fine. Yeah. Absolutely. And the one other thing I do want to touch on here very quickly in the second period. Mm. Credit to the Avs. As a team, we've known that they've been capable of this for a couple of years. But we've seen already what happens this year. When you score a goal like that, it comes off the board. Look at Toronto versus Montreal on opening night or whatever right. it was. That's a good point. Where it completely changes the complexion of the game. Yeah, That goal comes off the board, and the Avs keep playing the exact same way they had been playing up to that point. They just score it again. Yeah. They just continue to dominate Chicago. They get the goal again, and it counts. It's that championship culture. That's what it is. I one last point that I just want really yeah. quickly about that Duran on that third line, and Eric saying that you know maybe a guy like you know maybe Duran is better served playing on a line like that. I I almost think that he might be because a guy with that level of vision and passing ability, if he knows that one of his line mates, and we're joking about Wood can only skate in one direction, Ooh. but if he if he knows that he's got a guy that is always just going to go to the net. And all he has to do is feather passes through traffic to a guy, and that guy's stick is going to be there more often than not. It might serve that guy really well because we know that the one thing that he does at a very high level is pass the puck to teammates. Yep. yep. So Jonathan Duran, it might it might pop with him. And when Ross Colton's real offense actually starts to come around, because right now we're seeing a lot of like little things out of Ross Colton, where the the offense, you know, where he's really driving play, and I think I think some of this is a an adjustment to him playing center full time yeah. for sure uh, because he he moved around so much in Tampa and he was 
on their skill line so much that it, it, it might better serve him as well to have a guy as talented as Duran that can get him pucks. Because yep. he's never been a puck transporter. It's not his thing. It's never been. Yeah. He's never been a great transition player. So having a guy like that that can that can skate pucks in and out and, and move it like that, it might be they might they just might be better served it in in it with that kind of configuration. It might work for all of them. And Miles Wood is just like, hell yeah. I, was I healthy scratch in the postseason and now I'm playing next to these guys? Let's go. I mean look, it I know we all love to sit here and be armchair GMs, armchair coaches, whatever it is. But sometimes you say, hey, passy guy, hey, shooty guy. It worked Go. for the Sedines for 15 years. <laughs> you literally had Passy Sedine and Shooty Sedine, and they made it work, man. You put them together, and you had, like, like the third best player of all time. And I still don't know the difference between the two of them. Yeah, That's I have no crazy. idea. You asked me which one was Passy and which I one is no Shooty. Idea. I have no freaking 22 idea. 22 and 33 is all I know. I couldn't even phenomenal. tell them apart from their third brother who didn't even play hockey. Sergio City. Sergio City. But but honestly, uh, it Colorado is a very good hockey team, and they treated Chicago like a very bad hockey team, and yeah. and this is the result that comes from a game like that. Um. Anyway, as we continue moving forward oh, you know through what? this game, I I boo you. You drive. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll follow you home. <laughs> That's not turn around and terrifying home. at all. Is that what they were saying to Connor Bedard tonight? Yeah. <laughs> we're coming, Remember the bud. kid that started the game? Show the new kid what's up. They sure did. Yeah, I mean, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, honestly. like, And I think as a child, you oh, need to get... Ton. Sure. As a child, you need to get beat up. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he got you. beat up tonight. All right. Thank you for the 100 likes, chat. We do appreciate it. We're doing winner shots here. Yeah. We Cheers. forgot to tell you that this was a thing. Cheers. 100 likes on the post-game pods. Gets, oh, us a, nice. gets us a winner shot. When the Avs win, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, just another prescription from Dr. Dubs. That's all that is right there. Dr. Dubs a good guy. Jaeger tastes great. What are you talking about? Medicine tastes great. Makes you feel better. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. Uh, no. Look, I Go ahead. F- I take five pills a day, brother. I don't <laughs> taste any of them. <laughs> uh, and, and you look at this team, and like I'm going to be honest. The third period, they let their foot off the gas a little bit, for sure, because they could afford to. They put themselves in a position. Sort of, man. I, I know the numbers are still good, but... You know, you look at the last 10 minutes of that hockey game and they kind of just... Any idea for what shots on goal were in the third period? Just shots on goal, no 5v5, none of that. Just shots on goal. 11-4. to You have a guess? 10-3. I don't remember. 8-3. to Yeah. Okay. You gave up three shots on goal. Now, again, you are dealing with a tired Chicago team at the end of a long road trip getting the shit kicked out of them. And and they're overmatched to begin with. So it's fine that they kind of... One, yeah. Pack it in in this one. Yeah, the abs are fine too. Yep, because they go. They have. They have the PKs. Send it back out there. We'll see if they can build any momentum. Whatever. No, it just doesn't happen. You had in the seventies, like what the Philly flu, right? You know what I mean. Guys <laughs> were so scared to play the Flyers, and you know because they were so tough. And but I tell you one thing: on a third period like today, 
I call that the Colorado flu. You know what I mean? Like you just don't want to get out there. You're, you're, you're on the bench yep. and you're looking at the clock and you're like, you know what? It's four nothing right now. I'm even. <laughs> I don't want to get out there and get a minus. <laughs> Maybe I'm not good right now. Maybe my skate blade is just not working. I need to change my blades or something. You know, you just don't want to get out there, and that's why you get three shots like that because you're mm-hmm. you're just so like done. I want to get on the plane. I want to go home, and this is a beat down I took tonight, and I'm just like. Yeah, all right. I learned a lot, and great. Nice. I'll move on to the next game. Home opener against Vegas Saturday, great. Because you're you're not thinking about playing in the third right now. You're not. <laughs> you just like your mind is elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you go home. You know what I mean? Well, so we talked about you. You were mentioning that um, that youthful exuberance at morning skate today. Those guys yeah. are just sitting around. They're not looking forward to getting uh, to the hotel room to take a nice little afternoon yeah. nap. They just want to get out there and play. They don't know how to yeah. eat in the NHL. They don't know how to sleep in the NHL. They don't know how to live in the NHL. Yeah. And part of living in the NHL is just getting the holy shit kicked out of you by good teams. Absolutely. On a night where it's just not happening for you, where it's a good night for them, it's a bad night for you, and that talent disparity gets a little bit bigger. And you got to learn how to get through that. Yeah. Because you're playing to the bottom of your level, and they're playing close to the top of theirs. This is not just talent. I mean, this is a little bit of just getting yeah. wailed on. Yeah. This league is unforgiven. It, it, it is. It, it, yeah, absolutely. It, it is. When you hear those blue line turnovers, it is. Like the puck's in your net. You know, this this league is too good. Players are too good. And championship caliber teams are too good. And they just feast on things like that. You well, know? And here's kind of the ace in the hole for this game is, yes, the Avs housed them. Yes, they played great. At any time, it felt like, hey, maybe Chicago can make a play and get back into this. There's a friggin' brick wall standing in the Avs net. Man, I because of the shots on goal and because of the dominant the general domination of the game, it will get lost a little bit that this was an easy shutout for Georgiev. He makes the uh, I'll say four or five saves that really kind of pushed him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh my gosh, does he? He's given up four goals in four games. The guy, the guy, <laughs> it's outrageous. He looks awesome. Right now, yeah, and I, and I raise my hat. I, I I said in one of the three keys, the schedule. It's a tough schedule game today. It is. I don't care what people say. People will tell you that I've been on those situations. It's a tough 8:30 game. Thirty local games are not and normal. You're coming yeah. home on the, after a road trip and it, you get home at four in the morning. I don't care who you play. It's a tough night. And I raise my hat to the coaching staff and to the team, and then obviously to Yurgiev. Get them going in the start. And then they just kept rolling with it because that's a tough task tonight. That was a tough task, yep. and I thought they got a ten out of ten on it. One of the we've talked about the unique challenge of playing behind this Avalanche team that's different for some goalies. Yeah. A lot of time is, without seeing any pucks. Yeah, we used to we used to joke that Philip Grubauer could <laughs> set up the the beach chair. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know with the with the drinks with the umbrellas in them, Put drinking some straight on. out of a coconut. Yeah, yeah. You know, <sighs> like and. and Set up the umbrella and just hang out, get some, you know, just get some R and R. And we we asked him about it a few times when he obviously when he was still here, and he said, yeah, it's it it can be harder because you're not into a rhythm. When you see you know the Connor Ingram and Mackenzie Blackwoods, everybody's always like, oh my god, this guy's having the night of his life against us. How is it that this always happens against against us or whatever? But when the goalie gets into a rhythm, these guys are really freaking good. When they get into that rhythm and they're seeing the puck all the time, you're sharp, you're focused. And in the case of Georgiev, you know, we were talking about it during the watch along that when a guy doesn't see shots on goal for a while, the first one that he sees is going to be point blank. He has to be ready for it. 
That's the job in the yep. NHL. And when you're behind a good team, you need to be able to win that mental battle. And one of the more impressive aspects of Georgiev in Colorado specifically to this point is that he has consistently been good in these types of games. It's not that they run down the ice and, and oh, there's two goals against, you know? Yep. But uh, if you it's, look- it's, re- it's just really impressive that Georgiev, they find a guy that they can scout all the things they want about a goaltender. You have no idea how that guy is going to react into a, in a system right. in a situation like this until he's in it. And, and Georgiev has looked up to that task. I'll compare him to, to, to the great Marty Brodeur. All those teams in Jersey, they were giving up 23, 24 shots a night. And people were saying, oh, the trapped. That's a, for a different story another night. They were way better offensively than people gave credit for. But the, the, they didn't give You mean give the highest up. scoring team in the NHL in 2000, that, 2001? But people talk about the, oh, the trap. And yeah. it's like, really, they were number one. Again, mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, you read my mind. But mm-hmm. defensively, they gave up 22, 23, 24 shots a night. Marty Brother had to be sharp. Yep. And he had to be sharp. Like you're talking about your point on Georgiev. He did that for so many years, and I see Georgiev doing this. It's not a listen. It's not easy. Blackwood the other night against the Avs, it's easier. It's easier yeah. to get bombarded, and you feel good about your well, game. You've made every 30 two saves seconds, in a row. What's 31? That, it's right? like, who cares? You're feeling good about yourself, and you know where tonight, like you saw, he gets busy a little bit at the start, then, then my God, he could have honestly, he could have sat down, like you said, with a chair and just hang out and, you know, not much against him, but... You got to be ready. You got to be sharp. And I think it's a mental game. It's a mental game that he's doing, and he's getting better at it. And, and that's why you see young goaltenders need to go play in the American League and yeah. learn to do those face things. Some and face yeah. some shots and face nights where you don't get shots and, you know, where you're tired and three games and three nights on the bus and, and play with that mind and, you know, break it down in your head and each period and each little five-minute increments and, just play a little game. There's a lot of games, and you got to do that as a forward, as a D. There's a lot of games within the game, and <laughs> and, and the older you get, the more you, you 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 get experience. You feel good about your game, and that's why we're saying I'm going back to Bedard. It was mm-hmm. so fun to watch this morning because it's like a kid in a candy store. You know, he's just sitting there and he's like, "I'm in the NHL. This is great." You ever, you know, you ever had what happened to Bedard tonight happen to you? The double crunch. Oh yeah, from Wood and uh, Wooden Colton, yeah. yeah. But guys didn't really pay attention to me, so it's fine. You know, um, <laughs> but, you know, I like that tonight. They yeah. were showing, like, you know, Woody and, uh, was it uh, Ross? Yeah, yeah, I ran into yeah, yeah. yeah hey, I, we don't care who you are. This is the NHL. This is a tough night. You know what I mean? And I think Jack Johnson gave him a little rubbing in the corner. Yep. And the Manson gives him to him. It's not an easy night. And the Avalanche are not the most physical team, but they're the fastest team. And right now they're showing us that they will run into you. They'll play any way you want to play. And they're going to be victorious on a lot of nights. So it's fun. Well, if you've ever had two guys run into you <laughs> at the same time, you might be dating guys. Or you might need Bacchus and Shanker. Uh, call 222-2222 today. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> or go to coloradolaw.net. This is how we lose sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously... If you've been injured, if so, a guy ran into you with his car or something, legitimate. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be, big boy. Uh, if you've been in a car accident or some kind of injury where it's not your fault, Bacchus and Shanker will have your back. Uh, you can get a free consultation by calling the two number or going to coloradolaw.net. Uh 
They will take care of you. If they think you have a case, they will take your case on. You don't pay anything until you win your case. So be sure to get over with Boxes and Shanker today, even if it's been something like you got injured at work. Like I'm injuring both of my co-hosts tonight. Uh, they can call Boxes and Shanker on me. Uh, check Sorry. them out. They just want to win you money. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Call the two number. Go to coloradolaw.net today. <laughs> and then, uh, since you're here on the YouTube channel, check out our Colorado Rapids show. Uh, their season is, is winding down and over, and they're recapping everything. Uh, probably talking about Lionel Messi a lot, too, given the, the year that's gone on <laughs> in the uh, MLS. So. Go check out our rapid show. Our, our boys, Yaya, Mitch, and, and Dwayne would really appreciate it if you take a look at them. Have a good time. Enjoy some uh, some soccer, too, since, you know, the Av schedule is uh, a little bit all over the place and sporadic through October. You should have some extra time anyway. Uh, okay. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. What the fuck do you even say after that? <laughs> you you go to the super chats. That's that's what you do. Oh, that's funny. That was a super chat. <laughs> it was not. Uh, which one are we doing first? Five dollars <laughs> from the walrus himself saying kudos to Eric for the bowling balls line nickname. Uh, with yeah. a nice sneaky pun about wood in the watch along. The yes. DNVR watch along is a blast. Yeah, we we watch along most games. If you guys didn't know, I'll tell you the watch alongs have been really fun. So they far have this been year. good it, ones. Obviously, this year. it helps they go four and zero and Talky. everybody's kind of vibing, but having good times with it. It has been a lot of fun. Five dollars from Dookie Shoes, who says Georgie's a stud, Bedard is a dud. <laughs> just Dookie Shoes is just so funny. <laughs> Shoes, man. Yeah, it's a good one. It's so it's such a funny <laughs> reference to a Tom Segura bit. <laughs> oh. And then $20 from Austin, who didn't leave a comment. I don't know if you, you can leave one if you're still around. Say something, and we'll put it on here. But thank you very much for the $20, Austin. Uh, getting through the rest of this game, you kind of already alluded to it with Tatar on that top line. It clicks with Nathan McKinnon. He puts one in the back of the net for to make it 4-0 in the third period. Looked great, man. Uh, First three games, I really didn't like him he, at all. And uh, he, lo- he immediately clicks I don't know with those if guys. I, would say I didn't like him, but he didn't do much. I didn't like him. Okay. Fair enough. Not well, at all, well I'll tell you what I on that play it sounds a little stupid, but watch the replay. It's a four nothing game. McKinnon is not the biggest selly guy, right? We all know that. Yeah. But he turns around and he points at him like, hey, what like that play? I want to play with this guy. I'm yeah. telling you. He's not pointing to him because he's telling him good job. He's, he's pointing to him <laughs> telling but then no, that's what he's I'm saying. staying here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. He's like, hey, Oh, I like that play. <laughs> you gave it to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> guys like that won the puck, right? You play with guys like that, you got to give them the puck. You know yep. what I mean? And I was right there. He finds it in the open slot there. He finds a way to give it to him. Boom, guy scores. And then he just gives it to him like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're the man. And for me, that's telling. So we'll see what happens, but that was telling. Also, if you can get to McKinnon to more than two goals before December, you might have the magic touch. So. <laughs> <laughs> The thing. It's a thing with that was a nice shot. That's all I'm saying is it's a thing. Uh, no, but but honestly, uh, it felt like a good game, especially with the schedule that's coming up for Colorado. Look, they get Carolina in a, in a couple nights. I guess one night because it's tomorrow already. But <laughs> And I know Carolina hasn't been a... It's never tomorrow. It's, it's only fucking, ever today. All right. 
what's Shirley Temple? Was that what that show is? What? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, but now it's not game day, even though we're still doing a post game pod. <laughs> wow. It's never it's never game day pod or not game day pod. <laughs> what? Oh boy. Uh, no. No. We're moving on. My point being <laughs> No. Carolina, their next game up. And I know Carolina hasn't been great so far this year. Give up seven tonight. But is there a little bit of do the abs get a little bit of an extra edge? Because you know, they didn't have to go full bore in the third period tonight. Absolutely, you conserve energy in a game like this. Absolutely. Hey, listen, tomorrow it's more like a regular day, practice day, right? And then you get ready for Saturday. But hey, listen, Carolina, I mean, AJ calls them the best defense in the NHL all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at their games, the last four or five games, there's been 10, 11, nine goals for. I'm talking about combined. That's on, like, it's not the way Rob Brindamore wants his team, I think, to play. So, I think you're gonna you should expect again if you're gonna motivate yeah, I mean, yeah you know what I mean yeah. like we always say that you don't want to play a an angry dog I, I do believe they're gonna be an angry dog they're on a road trip too this is their fifth game I believe of a six game road yeah, they're trip they're on a tough so road trip they're too. a tough road trip if I'm the abs and go after them and you know again. I don't know. It would be suiting to bet the over, I guess, because every game has been going so high. But then again, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But the Avs can play any way they want. It'll be an interesting game. But like I said, Carolina's just in the track meets right now. Every yep. game they go to right now, it's been a little crazy. Well, and as you said, Brindamore's not going to like that. No. That's not how they want to play. Nope. And I'm sorry, but you give up seven to Seattle and six to Anaheim. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Unless a large number of those are empty net goals, something's wrong there. Yeah, whether it's the defense, because I honestly haven't looked. I don't, I don't know if their defense anybody. is doing what it normally does, and it's just bad goaltending, or if the defense just hasn't locked in yet. Whatever it is. Sure. Um, well, tonight that, has not, that has not been great for no, them. It's been bad, honestly. Yeah, well, they, and, and you know, we've, it took four third period goals for them to beat San Jose. Yep. Five to the yeah, there's a lot not of sustainable goals. types of hockey for yeah, sure. Yeah, like this is not what the Carolina Hurricanes are gonna be this year. They just that is a brutal schedule to start a season for an East Coast team. The upside is as soon as it's over, they don't have to do it again. It's yep. done. They do it once. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to worry about this anymore. But for now, you know, you think they're excited to get here? No. They they're ready to be done. They're going to get here. Yeah. God knows what hour. Oh, it's it's the it's the it's the abs two days ago. It's four they've, in the morning in your bed at the hotel. Yeah, and they've except it's in the hotel and not yeah. at home. And they <laughs> they just have not played very well, and this, they're on a long road trip, and they're going to be they're going to be really tired and worn out <sighs> as they near the end of it. Eric, you know this. Any any road trip longer than about three games, you start seeing diminishing returns. Yep. Oh yeah. As it goes on, it's it's one reason why last year when the Avs had that four game road trip uh, through Canada, you know Toronto and Ottawa yep. and all those uh, Montreal, you just kind of wrote off the end of that. Yeah, thing. and yeah. we were we were like, hey, look, you don't really you don't really care that much how this thing ends, and they ended up going perfect on it, and it's really 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 hard to 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 gear it up, even for a team like a Colorado. It's really hard to gear it up when you're that tired and you're on the road and you're, you know, then you do have whatever effects altitude are going to play into it. It's it's going to make it that much worse. Yep. So uh, the abs schedule wise have had a little bit of an advantage here. 
in that they're going to get two teams that you know this is the this is the trade off of them barely getting to play at home this month <laughs> is that the these these first two games they're playing exhausted teams yep. coming into Denver. Yep. I mean, look at their five games this year. First game, eight total goals. Second game, 11 total goals. Then 9, 9 and 11. I mean, that's their five games played this year. Well, that's a lot of goals. Yeah. On Saturday High scoring. night, one nothing. Yeah, it's right. It's, that's it's, what I'm trying to say. Like you reversal. would think it's like a, a 15 goal game, you know, but then well, it's the opposite, right? And it's a little know. bit of the same thing we talked about against Seattle with these guys, right? Don't be the get right team. Yeah. Keep that team down. Yeah, that, absolutely. You want to make their problems worse. Yep. <laughs> Carolina was the get right team for the Kraken tonight. They a, sure a, were. <laughs> a, a team that has struggled to score goals uh, just had seven tonight, so. So just do that, and you'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> just do that indeed. Uh, any other guys you wanted to touch on specifically tonight? Uh, we didn't really talk about Taves, who did finish that play on Nachushkin's goal. AJ, what was the numbers on the, the stat you were telling us before the show? Oh, since, since he joined the Avalanche, he has 115 even strength points, which is the second most in the NHL behind Eric Carlson. Who Pretty has 116. Good. One point behind. Pretty Early good. even strength stats. Seems good, pal. So, you know how valuable it is to have a defenseman that consistently produces a high number of even strength points? You don't have to feed him power play time. Because, <laughs> you know, when you look at the point totals of the Tyson Berries and the Shane Costas Bears and, and Tony Pena. And dude has a 50-point year but has 25 power exactly. play points. Exactly. Those yeah. guys usually get fat off of those. And, you know, the Kale McCars, Quinn Hughes, totally. Adam Fox. Those guys are... F- so freaking good that they get they get so many points at both. But with Devon Taves, it's predominantly even strength by a wide, wide margin. Yep. And that's pretty valuable. Take it and run with it, as they say. Yeah. And I mean, goal and an assist tonight. Yep. You know, you have a handful of guys with two points tonight. Tatar, Ranson, yep. and Taves. Feels pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes it's that easy. Any final thoughts or we'll get out of here? I'm good. All right. It's too late. We finally get back to reasonably normal timed hockey games for a little while after this. And then we have a matinee coming up in like a week. But I'm really excited. The 11 a.m. in Buffalo Buffalo Sunday. All of that. Just sign me up. Weird hockey. Yep. I'm here for it. Chicken wings. (laughs) Buffalo wings. We uh, we should eat only wings that day. That'd be fun. Uh, we appreciate y'all y'all hanging out with us. We are going to get out of here for today. We are back at our normal time tomorrow, 2 p.m. Uh, be sure to tune into that one. And then we got another game Saturday to cover for you. So go follow us at thednvr.com. Megan's post-game piece is probably coming up pretty soon here. I'm not sure how many people she interviewed today, but lots more content to come tonight or when you get up in the morning, let's be honest. Uh, we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Mm-hmm. 